there is an inconsistent and chaotic approach to disability access and public transportation. That's the finding from a new report from the Irish Wheelchair Association. The report called Getting Nowhere criticises Ireland's lack of mandatory requirements for disability access to public transport infrastructure, despite 22% of people in Ireland living with a disability. Milo Watson is a wheelchair user. He's been telling our social affairs correspondent, Alva Keneally, about some of the challenges he faces when trying to access bus services, particularly when cycle lanes are built around bus stops. A lot of the time when the cycle lanes and the bus kind of pavement intercross, you only have a really short amount of time to actually get across the bus stop. And that might be fine if you're somebody who can see and react to some to a cyclist that's coming towards you in a really short amount of time and cross it in that time. But if you have a disability where you take longer to move or if you struggle to process information, a lot of the time you don't have enough time to actually move across, which means you are either waiting there for so, so long and or you have to get somebody to help you cross. I'm like, you want to be independent. Don't want to have to bring an able-bodied person with me when I'm just trying to go to the shops. Or you get hit by a bike, which has happened, unfortunately. And because the cyclists, they're not specifically looking out for you, problems do happen and it's dangerous for both sides. Especially if a kid, if they hit somebody in a big motorized wheelchair, the kid's gonna come off worse and it's just dangerous for everybody involved. Do you find it stressful then? It is really, really stressful. Um, Yeah, because you're panicking on whether you have enough space to go, if you're going to get hit. And it's a whole thing of having to actually plan your route around bus stops that you know are accessible and that you can actually use. And you have to plan more time to get places when you're just trying to get about in your life like everybody else. Like, Are you surprised that this has... It's gone this way because, you know, public transport has become a lot more accessible, you know, we're told. Unfortunately, I'm actually not surprised. Like, for example, my local bus route still isn't wheelchair accessible. And if I want to use the bus, I have to bum shuffle up the steps of the coach to get on the bus. Like, a lot of the time people are told it's accessible, but it's only actually a very small portion. Rural Ireland entirely is pretty much, if you're not in a big town or city, it's not accessible. The same thing of with trains, you have to book four hours in advance. Things are technically accessible, but they're not actually usable for people with disabilities. It was Milo Watson speaking to our social affairs correspondent, Alva Keneally. In response to Milo's comments, on the difficulties accessing bus services when cycle lanes are built around bus stops. The National Transport Authority told us it has, quote, engaged with various disability groups and representatives of cycling groups for their feedback on this issue and it has been difficult to arrive at a consensus. It continued, the island bus stop layouts that are now being used, although not a perfect solution, seek to balance the conflicting requirements, taking account of all users. Joan Carthy is with us. She's the National Advocacy Manager at the Irish Wheelchair Association. Joan Carthy, good morning. Good morning. Thank you for having me on. Tell us more about the the main challenges for people with disabilities when using public transport, uh, some of which we heard from Milo there. Yeah, and I think Milo explains it extremely well, those type of challenges. Um, And this is really not about pitting people with disabilities against cyclists. And I think that's a really important piece. This is about trying to keep everybody in the community safe and people who use public transport. And the interaction between people with disabilities um, and cyclists is just not safe for anybody. Um, And as Milo said, crossing those 
bus islands um, can can be very dangerous. And people have reported where there has been accidents and incidents um, happening uh, while they're trying to access public transport. So that in itself just makes it really unfair for people with disabilities who are trying to be part of their community and be involved in employment and education. And this fear is a new fear um, that they didn't have five or ten years ago. For people who aren't familiar, and there will be lots of listeners today, uh, both wheelchair users, people with disabilities and cyclists who are familiar with these islands, what are they? What they are is um, they're, they're bus islands, um, which have now become known more as suicide islands. And the reason they're called this is because people, while they're waiting for the bus, stand on the, the pathway. They then have to cross a cycle lane onto an island to be able to access the bus. So if you have a visual impairment um, or you're a wheelchair user or you're an elderly person or you're a parent with with young kids and you may be distracted, you have to pass over a cycle lane um, to be able to access the other side of it. And that's where the danger um, happens. And to what degree were people with disabilities consulted about this? Well, we would say um, very little. Um, I would be involved on a, um, an access committee with um, with the National Transport Authority. Um, and we've had, I suppose, different meetings where we've brought this up as being a major issue. Um, and the same response comes back saying that we've had a meeting with people with disabilities and cyclists um, and we haven't been able to come up with um, the, the solution. Um Part of the problem is consultation um, is too late. These standards need to be negotiated by people with disabilities at the very beginning. And it's really, really important that we have mandatory standards so that we don't come across this issue every single time something is planned or designed. The Department of Transport's action plan to 2025 includes the promotion of the principle of access for all across sustainable mobility services such as equipping all bus stations with the wheelchair accessible bus bay and providing customer services customer service excuse me officers on all intercity trains are you satisfied that some transport decisions are being taken with accessibility in mind Without a doubt, they absolutely are. And we are moving towards that. But my main concern is that we have all of these active travel plans um, to meet, I suppose, our climate action plan um, and any of the policies. And we've looked into over 30 policies, um, transport policies and laws, and none of them. Um, are sufficient to make sure that people with disabilities are really being included in the plans. Um, the, the minister made an announcement um, that through active travel um, and bus connects and um, cycle connects, there'll be over a one, a one billion investment made um, across the board. But we're not seeing it on the ground. We're not seeing people with disabilities really being taken into account on what their needs are. And what's happening is these people are becoming further and further removed from being able to use public transport purely because of the infrastructure. You'll be presenting this report to TDs and senators at Leinster House today. What changes are you hoping to see being introduced soon? Well, what we need is a change in legislation or an amendment to legislation, uh, which would include mandatory standards, which are negotiated by people. Mandatory as opposed to guidelines, yes? Absolutely. And the guidelines is all we have at the moment. Uh, None of them are legally binding. And the the language around them is extremely loose, um, which means it can be taken up to, um, I suppose, interpretation.
John Carty, National Advocacy Manager at the Irish Wheelchair Association. Thank you very much for speaking with us today.